someone who was driving that car drunk. Necronomicon. Grimoire Book of Spells. I started going down this rabbit hole because I was like looking for something to watch on Shudder last week. And I came across all these movies that got added. I've never heard of them. And they're like these Japanese movies from the 70s called Female Prisoner. And it's like a bunch of different like prisoner numbers. This one was like, it was like Female Prisoner 701 Scorpion. (laughs) And I was like, that sounds badass. (laughs) <laughs> and like the poster is like this like like neon like illustration and it looks like pretty violent and i was oh. like seeing all of these and i'm like what the fuck are these there's like five of them or maybe like four or five and so i'm like okay if i'm gonna like go down this i want to do this right so i was like looking up the order they go in and i watched the first one which is that like scorpion one and it's basically like this super stylized uh like revenge like prison revenge movie of just an all-female prison with these like really corrupt and like sexist and depraved guards oh and but like it there's so many moments that are just so bizarre Mm -hmm. like there's a part where like this one girl is trying to basically like shiv this other girl um and she like turns almost into like an oni and it's like floating around and chasing her. What the hell? Yeah, it's like it just gets so like bizarre and there's just constantly stuff like that. And like the story is just awesome. There's like so many like wacky characters and like there's like the villain in it is like this DEA agent that like sentenced like our main character to like prison. Like he like basically used her. Oh, and damn. she's like wants to get out and get her revenge, but every time he enters, they do like this evil music sting. And it like zooms in on his face, and it's awesome. What country and is this from? Japan. Oh, of course. I figured it would be. It's yeah, but it's just like from like the seventies too, and it was like really they like the movies like is incredible. Oh okay, I have um, to watch this. They're like super stylized. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the rest of them. I watched them with Carolina, and Carolina was even like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" There's like five of them. You said? I think it was four or five. Wow. Yeah, they're they're really that. cool. They're really weird, uh, and I'm glad because I, I remember seeing them before because like Arrow Video had them, but now that they're on Shutter, mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck!" Um, but yeah, I'm gonna watch them and I will report back to you on uh, how badass each one is. Because if if any of them are like the first one, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna be a good time. Like I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> It is like a, it's just a bizarre, surreal experience. Yeah. And it's like a, and it's like, there's like, not a horror movie per se, but there's parts that are definitely like disturbing. Okay. It's almost like, I guess if Wes Anderson was Japanese and made a horror revenge movie. What the fuck? I think that's the best way to describe it. I think that's, yeah, I think that's the best way. Like, have you seen Haosu? Uh, I've that's been on my list for a while. I have that's one of it. my all-time favorite movies. Um, and it's it has a very similar style, not as exaggerated as Haosu, uh, but very similar to where it kind of just breaks reality and goes into surrealism. Often, I'm cool with surrealism. Yeah, 
Oh, we always wow. we love surrealism. Oh, it's. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> I was trying to make a pun, and I was just in too deep, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't." I'm not clever enough. I'm keeping that in. That's getting kept in. Okay, thank you. Thank you <laughs> yeah, for keeping in my no failures. Problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll re-listen to it just to remind myself, and I'll get better. <laughs> just be crying. I re-listen. <laughs> That's me every time I have to edit it because I have to listen to myself like oh, up for an hour. That's awful. It's, if I ever have really to hear bad. my voice, I immediately want to kill myself. <laughs> so why are we doing this? I don't know. So, uh, but welcome to the Guts and Ghouls podcast. I'm Dax. And I'm Brad. And today we watched Castle Freak. Uh, I, I guess this is kind of like a franchise review. I don't know if you consider it a franchise if there's only one and then a remake. That's I guess a, it's franchise. a franchise. Yeah, I would That's say a franchise. it's a franchise. For sure. But Castle Freak is a 1995 film directed by Stuart Gordon, uh, who also did Reanimator. Um, and the, the plot is essentially there is a castle and there is a freak in the castle. And, and that's it. <laughs> and it's funny because I was doing research because like after watching the first one, I was like, how, why is this movie made? You know? Yeah. Like why? It's so simple. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess the Stu Stuart Gordon was in the, his producer's office and he saw a poster of a woman whipping a freak in a castle. And it, it, he's like, hey, what's that? You know? <laughs> yeah. And his producer's like, oh, like, we don't have a script yet, but we're going to, like, make it into a movie. And he's like, do you want to direct it? And Stuart Gordon's like, uh, I mean, like, yeah, sure. But, like, what what is it? And the guy <laughs> basically told him, you have to make this movie, but the only way it could be made is it has to have a castle and it has to have a freak. <laughs> That is the exact quote. He's like, it needs a castle, and it needs a freak. That's hilarious. Uh, so Gordon's like, fuck yeah. And they agreed to purposely do it on a small budget, because this is only at a $500,000 budget. Because oh, wow. he wanted he wanted to make it unrated. Yeah. He oh. wanted to make an unrated film, and he couldn't do that if they were to funnel a whole huge budget into it. Right. I mean, they eventually did have a theatrical like R-rated cut. Mm-hmm. But the goal from the beginning was for it to be unrated. And I I understand that now when I watch the movie. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't expect it to go as hard as it did. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, especially with some of like the gore and how much uh, nudity. Oh, and not, yeah. It's not even sexual nudity either. It's not like, really. It's like very gross nudity. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, like the scenes that the nudity is in are like sad. Yeah, or, like yeah, when he's when the when the husband is like having sex with that prostitute, and it's just like mm -hmm. it looks just so pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like not shot in a sexy way at all. I mean, purposefully so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's a lot of purpose, uh, purposely making things not sexy in this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. 
What's interesting is is Gordon was a big HP Lovecraft fan. So he decided to basically adapt the version of the HP Lovecraft story, The Outsider. Uh, and I'm going to give a brief summary of The Outsider from start to finish because we, as we talk about the 1995 one and then the 2020 remake, it, you're going to see two very different interpretations of that. Okay. Uh, and as I said, one will be good and one will be bad. <laughs> uh, but the outsider is basically the narrator of the story is describing his very lonely life he basically is trapped in this dark castle and he has never interacted with a human ever in his entire life oh wow uh, and he is just so depressed he's so sad he's like i am just gonna get out and he tries every like way to get out like he finds stairs and they like crumble as he's like trying to get up it he finds like tries to climb the wall and it just like crumbles as he's trying to climb it but eventually he finds a trap door like in the ceiling and he goes up uh but he when he goes through the trap door he's not in like on the ceiling he's on like the ground floor of another world and he looks up and sees this full moon and he describes it as the purest ecstasy he has ever known. Uh, oh. And he sees a castle in the distance having a party. So he's excited. You know, he can finally like see someone and interact with someone and not be lonely anymore. So he climbs in through the window. He, he goes into the lobby of like this party and everyone immediately screams and runs. Mm hmm. And they they just freak out. They run out of the rooms, and soon he's alone. And he starts freaking out because he's like, "What the hell are they running from?" You know. And mm -hmm. it's dark, and he's looking around, and he can't see anything. So he starts running, uh, and eventually he runs like into a wall where he sees the creature, but it's actually just a mirror, and he sees himself. So he it scares him because he thinks it's a creature. And he jumps out the window and tries to go back to his castle, but the door won't open. Mm -hmm. And he can't climb back in, and he's basically stuck on this outside world, and he's then known as the outsider. Wow. And it's super fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah, that's really sad. So basically, you're just so excited to not be alone anymore, but everyone thought he was a freak and was scared of him. Damn. And he does have the realization at the end that it was a mirror that he saw, and that is him. Oh, God. Um, so no, hearing that story, you can kind of see where Stuart Gordon was kind of going with it with his script. Yeah, I could definitely see. It's really interesting that you, I didn't know that, that he originally was pitched it just from a picture. Yeah, and just then, a picture of a woman whipping a freak. Yeah, and then he somehow fitted this short story of hp mm -hmm. lovecraft into this inspiration yeah. for it because he was pretty a big cool. lovecraft fan yeah and honestly um knowing that story i think it gives me a bit more sympathy for the freak mm -hmm. in at least in the original yeah um because it's it's one of those things where it's like can you really blame i mean the freak for i mean okay you shouldn't go around killing people right <laughs> but i'm not saying that it's okay to go around raping and killing but 
he when is saying that he definitely is saying that yeah yeah edit keep that in edit it so it sounds like i'm saying i condone yeah. rape and murder <laughs> i'll edit you saying it right then into oh, before shit. so now oh, now, shit. I, now i have the audio you screwed now yourself you have it oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, but i'm saying someone who is isolated from people his entire life and the only person he knows his mother is the one that constantly tortures him um, I think you can understand how uh, he may not necessarily understand social norms yeah. and want to just yeah. fucking murder everybody. It definitely seemed like he was didn't know any better when he was like killing people. Like he just because I'm assuming that's all that he it, it, from the movie. It seems like that's all the interaction he's had with like other living beings is just violence. Like, yeah. When they're just like firm to eat and like their food. So it's yeah. like he probably that's just all he knows at that point because he's lived so long like interacting with other things like that he's basically you know? an animal yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. but uh so the the bare bones plot of castle freak is essentially a man uh finds out that he has inherited this castle in italy from the duchess who just died which was i guess his long lost mother and they go to this castle him and his blind daughter and uh his wife and there's a freak hidden in the castle and it escapes (laughs) and kills people yeah (laughs) and that i think is the most basic plot there is yeah um but i think it's done really well it is the yeah the the characters are interesting there's a lot more family dynamics going on Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things where it would be interesting enough and then they just add a freak (laughs) you know yeah that's what i was thinking because i like the i i like the idea of the the husband's character arc in it yeah because like because i mean like basically it's supposed to be like because he, I think he had the, got their son killed in a car accident because yeah, he, was he was driving drunk. drunk, right? Yeah, he was an alcoholic. Right. And I think that same accident also caused his daughter to go blind? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, the the wife blames him for that and, like, yes. they're not sleeping together and mm-hmm. all that. So, basically, the husband's arc is kind of, like, because the wife is kind of constantly blaming him for not, like, protecting them and, like, looking out for their daughter and their son. Right. Like, she really blamed him for that. So his arc is kind of, like, over the course of the movie, he, like, gets to protect their family from this, like, freak um, mm-hmm. who's, like, running around killing things. And he at the end, he makes, like, the ultimate sacrifice for his mo- um, for his family. Um, yeah, so I like the idea of that character arc, that, like, a husband who feels so guilty about a mistake that he made and then mm-hmm. coming around and being able to, like, be there for his family finally. Like, that... And- that was all really, really interesting to me. And one thing that's interesting is he has like been sober for a long time when the movie starts, and it's one of those things that like the wife just can't get past it. Yeah, and yeah. it makes him just feel hopeless. And even the daughter has moved on. Mm-hmm. And the daughter's like, I basically is like, I don't care that you blinded me. I just want us to be a family again. You know, right? Which yeah. I think makes it difficult for the mother. That makes it difficult for the father. Mm-hmm. And it's just like no one is on the same like wavelength. Yeah. And it's like and no then, one is really like wrong. Obviously what the husband did was bad. Yes. But like he seems to like really be 
genuinely remorseful yeah. about it and and he has turned it around to a somewhat of a positive yeah yeah he's he's definitely doing his best to like fix the situation with his wife and like their relationship but i understand it from the wife's perspective as well because i mean if my partner did something like that and like killed one of our kids like i i, I don't know if i could ever forgive them yeah you know and i mean blinding your your currently living one it's like a constant reminder yeah exactly being blind is a huge impairment on what you can do so it's like they have to basically take care of her at all times (laughs) yeah yeah it's very sad so i mean there's there's like a lot of good like drama there Mm -hmm. and honestly i want to say the acting is really good from uh the john and the wife oh yeah yeah like i was really surprised with some of it like when they were fighting especially like towards the end Mm mm-hmm and like yeah. I love horror movies where the guys go full on crazy mode <laughs> and he goes insane because he's just like <laughs> they think he's the one committing these murders and he's just constantly screaming and just doing batshit crazy stuff. Right. And I, I love I love when those movies like take it there. <laughs> like it's almost like a Nick Cage performance. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so the, the 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 gore i i think is really good in this yeah one. it's all practical yeah uh there are some scenes that are genuinely like uh like when the freak eventually gets the prostitute and we see him just biting her nipple off <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he, it shows him literally eating her out oh god yeah like he is just going to town oh yeah, that's and, brutal. It, that made and me crazy. And then it pans up, and you see that she's still alive. Oh yeah, that was rough. That's when I was like, "Oh man, like this movie is actually pretty hardcore." Yeah, it really I didn't is. expect it to go that far with the gore. And <laughs> our freak is uh, castrated, so the entire time, like, and they show him like full body. Which I like when movies do that. I like when I have a monster and I see him right away and I see all of him. Mm-hmm. You know? Don't just show me a hand. Don't just show me an eye in the dark room or something, you know? <laughs> I want to see the freak. And they showed me the freak. Uh, and it's just so funny because he always has these little balls hanging. Yeah, I There's noticed that. Else. I thought it's I noticed that. just little balls. <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> we want to see freak balls freak genitalia I want to see freak balls and honestly this felt like an unrated episode of like scooby-doo because you have like the haunted castle you have the freak that knows all the trap doors he's like climbing oh, around yeah and stuff and it, it just feels very like scooby-doo-esque we just needed a scene of them running uh a shot of a hallway and then running to, through different yeah. doors while exactly. music plays. I mean, they do where they, they hide in the closet. Oh, yeah, that is deal. kind of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the freak is whipping the closet. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is a very simple movie, but I honestly, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I liked the way it was executed. I think... um. I like the ideas of the characters and stuff like that. I felt like it could have 
it could have been done in a more like witty way if that makes any yeah. sense like because i mean it's very straightforward and like i guess i appreciate that but like there's not much like wit to the movie it's no. like it's very like you you know like what's going to happen like pretty much every step of the yeah. way and you know pretty early on that the freak is the son of the duchess yes yeah that that's my the, other complaint there's not much the plot mystery twist isn't that crazy mm-hmm. um yeah. but i mean i think it's i like i mean i like movies for like atmosphere and just vibes mm-hmm. and this has got it yeah it's got it's spooky got it. castles and and that's something that the remake i don't think has where like this original one you can see that they got a fucking castle yeah how they managed to get a castle on their budget you know (laughs) they probably shot it all like in a real short time span but like you get shots that show like the full rooms you know Mm -hmm. you get a pretty good lay of the land from all all the shots we're getting like you kind of know where the kitchen is you know how big the courtyard is Mm -hmm. um and you can see that this is a real castle. And I don't think you get that in the remake because you only see, like, the same three rooms <laughs> over and over. Yeah. And some of them almost look like sets. No, that's the thing, yeah. With the, I was going to mention that about the remake, actually, because the difference between the original and the remake, because the original is, like, you can tell that they got, like, a real-ass castle that, like, yes. is not, like, open to the public. Like it, that wasn't like available for tours and like, and the original also knows how to shoot it. Like you said, right. where like you get like these full shots of rooms, like you really get the idea that like the, the place is like their like home now, like they can just go wherever they want. Like, mm-hmm. but like in the remake, it, it, I mean like the way it's shot, you can like see like railings, like these metal railings that were like built like obviously yeah. after the fact that the it's castle was like made tours are done there yeah that's what i was thinking and it's like it's all really well lit and there's like all these like different like lights on the walls of it and it, it feels like really phony yeah it feels like they just got um like yeah like a, a castle that's open for tours like all the time and like they just like didn't change much about it didn't change the lighting of it and they just like filmed what they could there and then like that made it feel kind of a lot more cheap and like um weird i imagine them going to some like small town that has this castle where like you know like majority of their money comes from like tourism yeah it's like see giovanni's castle from the 1500s you know and then like (laughs) the the cast shows up like hey can we like rent this place out for a week we're making a movie and they're like oh yeah sure come on in and they're all walking in and then he just sees the man in the full freak makeup (laughs) <laughs> and he's just like Giovanni's like oh fuck like what did I just <laughs> yeah. what did I just agree to rent out my castle? what did I sign up for here <laughs> just this just this weird lanky leathery man with a giant pussy on his stomach walking through he's like so <laughs> so I think overall um, the, the, the original is good I think it is a great use of um skill and low budget to make something very good and unique yeah yeah for sure and i let's get into the remake where i think 
you can see how to not use a low budget uh, <laughs> because the remake i went in optimistic you know i expected this to be uh very similar like the same beats of the original mm-hmm. and quickly i realized that is not the case <laughs> uh because we don't have the family anymore yeah we have yeah. these delinquents i don't know if they're a gang or not <laughs> but they're definitely addicted to drugs yeah. and maybe alcohol <laughs> um but essentially rebecca the, the who is the daughter character in the original is just rebecca and john is not the father anymore it's her boyfriend and the boyfriend is drunk driving and they get into an accident and she loses her eyes yeah. and she's the one that inherits the castle right and that's when and then he's like oh don't worry the guys the gang's coming to move things that's when i realized oh this is just gonna be some weird generic kind of slasher movie where you mm-hmm. get all these young teenagers who are just drunk and fucking the entire time <laughs> and they get killed that's what i was thinking at this point too <laughs> they're and they change up kind of the background while well, they change it up a lot of the freak uh because now the freak's mother the duchess is like a religious fanatic yeah um and we're just gonna go into full spoilers here on this one um because it doesn't fucking matter (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're just saying do not see this movie do not waste your time already it does spoilers do not matter if you want to laugh if you like bad movies and you want to get a couple friends and have some drinks and put on something yeah this is it yeah because there are a lot that. of stuff that made me laugh out loud <laughs> um but essentially the freak instead of just being uh like an abused child who has been isolated since birth the freak is now a demigod of the elder gods <laughs> and essentially the father of the duchess uh summoned a creature from another dimension to fuck her so she could give birth to this freak <laughs> and she found out and decided to torture it because she and torture herself for giving birth to this abomination <laughs> but that doesn't make sense because why did they just let her go and have the kid if they're like this cult that's what i was thinking as well <laughs> like it's so you stupid think, okay if you think you're pulling the strings and you have the resources to open a portal to another dimension and allow a creature to fuck your daughter in order to create a demi-human that will bring on the elder gods <laughs> you think you'd want to have that baby in your sights at all times you know you think you'd want some control of the situation but we just never see them no (laughs) it's like the most powerful being in the world is just getting locked away in a basement and just getting whipped every day (laughs) um 
<laughs> and I guess in we learn in order to bring on the elder gods into our world, they need to reunite the the freak with Rebecca for some reason. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know the reason, and I don't think they say the reason. No, they don't. It's just like, it just happens, and you're like, oh, I guess they were trying to do that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the idea was that Rebecca was an orphan and never knew her mom. Mm-hmm. So I guess in order for them to, the they have to be whole again. It's yeah. It's fine it's you know it's it's not fine but it's fine it's it's one of those things where they would like they they knew they had the ending in sight they had the beginning and they didn't know how to get from point a to point b (laughs) and they knew they had to have a whipping scene they knew they had to have a blind lady and they knew they had to have an uncomfortable sex scene drunken sex scene and a castle and a freak, yeah. <laughs> that's all they knew, and they wanted to add elder gods in it for some reason. Yeah, and I think that's simply because of H.P. Lovecraft. That would make sense. I, but like, instead of like taking a specific story of H.P. Lovecraft, like Gordon did, they were just like, "Oh, that guy likes like big elder gods, right?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cthulhu. Okay, yeah. Let's just tie into that. Let's just do something like that. <laughs> it's just i don't know why you would for a movie like this no it this yeah like the like we said before the original is a really simple story like and like making it more com- i guess like for remakes you do want to take a different angle with it if you really want to remake mm-hmm. it but like it just it, they overcomplicated it with the with the elder god thing. Like, why? Why do we need like a Necronomicon? Like, why did we need all that? Like, it's really strange. And another thing is these characters are not likable at all. No, yeah. Like the John no. guy is an asshole. Oh god, yeah, yeah. They basically what they did is like they the John character is basically supposed to be Jeffrey Combs in the original, right? That's what I kind of mm-hmm. got. But like. Then they got rid of the family dynamic, like we said before, and they basically combined the daughter and the mother characters from the original into this one girlfriend character. And like, yeah, which I I guess I sort of understand, but like, then you lose the family dynamic thing. And also my problem with that as well is it makes sense in the original why the wife stays with him after that accident, because like, right, she's, she's probably doing it for the sake of the kid. Like, she probably, eventually, maybe I will, like, divorce him and, like, get away from him. Because I I can't, like, get past mentally what he did Mm -hmm. to our children. But, like, in the new one, why in the goddamn hell would you... Is she still with him? Yeah, as a girlfriend, not, like, a wife with kids, not with a family. Yeah. Stay with a guy who's drunkenly driving on the highway at very high speeds and risking your life and then makes you go blind. Like, why and, the hell would you stay with that guy? And also, the beginning scene with him where we're introduced is he's attempting to cheat on her. Yes, yeah. There's, like, it, oh. And she, like, plays it off, like, oh, like, that's just a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and they weren't even smart. Like, they could have done the route, like, oh, maybe John's, like, abusive and, like, emotionally manipulative. 
Yeah. Um, but I guess her logic is, oh, he's clean now. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, well, him not doing crack isn't going to bring back your eyes. So I know he, then, he basically ruined her life. It's and like, he relapses for some reason because he's just stressed about the castle. Yeah, for no reason at all. That's by the, the way. reason. Yeah, he just goes. He just gets some guy to shoot heroin in his in the the tunnels. <laughs> I I love that. That scene is so funny where he's like, "Okay, thanks for the drugs," and he's like, "Can I shoot the heroin here?" Oh my god, yeah, I and love he's that like, guy. What the? He's like, "No, leave," and he's like, "But I live with my mother." She will not let me shoot heroin. I have to do it here. And he's just like, what the fuck? Get out. And he's like, yeah, I shoot heroin here. And he just starts shooting up. And John's like, okay. He's like such a comical, like, is this mostly Russian? I don't even know. I think it was Russian. Yeah. It's like it's like a really over-the-top Russian accent. It was a it was a guy who was not Russian doing a Russian accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh, thought that was funny too that was hilarious i, I want to talk about my favorite moment and it, i did not expect this at all and i think this is really the first i mean we get the kill um with the the junkie guy the 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 russian man gets killed he just gets stabbed with a heroin needle in the eye which is fine <laughs> yeah but uh at this point uh john has gone full um that he's just using again and he's drunk and the girl he was trying to cheat on her with in the beginning i guess they have an on and off thing and she is just for some reason so thirsty for john (laughs) yeah and she's like come on and they go to a bedroom and she like she finds chains on the bed so she chains him up and blindfolds him and as she's like riding him the freak sneaks out and cuts her throat while they're having sex <laughs> and i was like oh okay you know that's funny because he's like hey why'd you stop why'd you stop and then <laughs> then the freak gets on him and i'm like hang on where i thought okay because the freak's head starts going down out of frame towards john's penis and i thought we're gonna get a a, a penis bitten off you know yeah and he's gonna scream but no, we just got oral sex from a freak. Because for some reason, she starts blowing him. Yeah, for no reason at all. For no reason. I understand, like, her, I guess, because she does eventually have sex with him with her giant vagina. <laughs> and, and when the vagina spits out a tentacle later. Oh, God, that was uh, gross. But... Yeah, and and then he comes in her. He comes in the freak. And he's like, and I'm like, how do you not notice the difference? Yeah, I would think a giant like monster pussy would feel different than like a regular yeah. girl's pussy. <laughs> and he loved it. Yeah, he was he, he was loving and, it. He, and it was so funny, like when the freak runs away and his friends come in and they see the dead body and him, and then they untie. He's like, "Oh, what the hell? What the hell's going on?" <laughs> it's like a, it's almost like a fake reaction, you know, like when you want to make someone seem like you're mad. Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck? Yeah, let's kill that freak." <laughs> like somehow he just knew it was a freak. Yeah, somehow he knew that someone. Yeah. Oh. It's bad. Uh, yeah, but essentially, I mean, all the characters just kind of get killed off. 
mm-hmm. one by one by the freak. Um, and we learned that Rebecca was purposely led there because they need to, like we said, unite them to bring on the elder gods. Uh, but we need to talk about the funniest character. Oh, please. That's the professor. <laughs> and the, immediately when this guy opened his mouth in like one of the first scenes, I wanted to punch him in the face so bad. Oh, yeah. He has a super when- punchable face. And he's just talking about, like, basically talking about Rick and Morty. He's like, yes, there are these multiverses. And in these multiverses, there is an exact copy of you, but it's slightly different. (laughs) And then they start talking about lizard people. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, okay, it's funny, it's topical, aha, you know, lizard people. And then he's like, uh, yes, the reptilians. They are in our government. They are in Hollywood. <laughs> and they are going to take over the world. They can shapeshift anywhere they want. They are politicians. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, I wasn't it, sure if it was oh, satire or not. I don't think it was. I think we we're legitimately supposed to think like, oh, this is the smart character of the group. That's I, why they call him the professor. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just don't I don't know. get it. I, I just either. thought they called him that because he was the only one that doesn't do meth. <laughs> and he's just in school, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're college kids. I don't know what's going on. We we don't get an established relationship with any of them. No, we don't. We don't even really know if they're like husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, I guess they're boyfriend and girlfriend. But, you know, like, we yeah, we don't understand these characters and like their relationship to each other at all before everything kind of just starts but our our professor guy gets really into the freak (laughs) and he finds the necronomicon and i i guess can read it kinda for no reason at all and he learns he's like oh yes i know about the ancient ones is it like rothamagoth or something like that it's some It's some some name, Star Wars name. Yeah, it's a, it's a Star Wars name. They <laughs> they actually called George Lucas, and they're like, "Hey George, um, we got we need to make this kind of like this big alien thing, you know? Like you got a name? It's like, oh, uh, he's got like like he's like eating his cereal in the morning. He's like, oh, fucking Rothmag Rothmagoth. <laughs> like, oh, thank you, George. You're so good at it. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> i imagine that has to be true i don't mean to go on a on a star wars related tangent but have you have you ever seen um the making of um i think it was episode two of star wars yeah i think i know what you're talking about it's like when they when the visual effects people go to george and they're like because there's a scene where yoda's ear is supposed to bleed because he gets hit in his ear so they go to george and they're like hey george uh what what color is yoda's blood and he's like, uh, green? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, okay. I guess we'll make it green. <laughs> green? <laughs> so that would be very accurate. I feel like if someone called George and be like, hey, can you name this character for me? He'd just be like, uh, Roth Bagoth or something. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he just looks at items around him. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, uh, wham. <laughs> Doorknob, <laughs> stereo. Like, oh, thank you, George. Thank you. 
Oh, God. All right, back yeah. to Castle Freak. Back to the Freak. As much as I'd love to see the Castle Freak in Star Wars. Dude, um, that would be awesome. I want to just... He's one of, like... He's uh, in Jabba's palace or whatever. Oh, there's a cameo from him. He's in the background. Yeah. <laughs> he jumps out and just tears open Leia's stomach and just starts eating her intestines. <laughs> Java's like, oh, not another one. He's like, get oh, the freak no. back. <laughs> yeah, so so our professor guy, for some reason, also knows about um these demigods, these these I guess elder gods. I guess this that that conversation in the beginning talking about multiverses was supposed to foreshadow this. Yeah, even though it, they're not the same at all. No. It's not an alternate universe. It's just another dimension. It's just so dumb. Like the professor oh. character I hate because they don't give any reason for why he knows all this stuff. No. Or like why he's even smart. They don't even say he like went to school. They don't give any of that. He just, he wears glasses. No, that makes you smart. Yeah, that makes you smart. Wearing glasses means you're smart. Even if you look like a football player, which he did. Yeah. He looked like that fucking guy who played um, Audrey's son in season three of Twin Peaks. Oh, my God. I was thinking that, too. <laughs> and that guy always plays like squirrely assholes, too. I know. In everything right? I've seen him in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But our professor uh, eventually confronts the freak <laughs> and shows the freak the Necronomicon. And I guess the freak doesn't even know what's going on because it learns that it needs to connect with its sister. Yeah, it seemed like it had just was just had no it idea. It was just killing people. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna have sex with this dude. I do not give a fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I I can't get past the sex thing. Why did it fuck him? I have no idea. There's no. I was like, oh, there'll be a reason for this. Like maybe it needs to get pregnant or something. But no. Yeah, it, it in the original, it like it made more sense. Like that. I mean, they had, like they it's basically the same scene as that original one like but like it made sense in the original because the freak is like watching jeffrey Combs like have sex with this prostitute Uh and like so then when it starts like eating her from the same places that he was like licking her yeah it was like oh okay he's just imitating him what he thinks that he was doing right in his in the way that he knows how and like i think a part of it is this is a creature who is castrated. However, he still has his balls. Right. And that's that's what that's what makes the things that make men do the terrible things they do. <laughs> so I think it is also just uh just a whole life's worth of just sexual repression. Hmm. And because he's very animalistic about it. Yeah. And like very curious. Too. Yeah, definitely. So maybe they were trying to go for that, but they just kind of took it in a more dumb angle. <laughs> um, but I think the remake, I think, was just kind of be shocking for shock value. Yeah, they, they, they didn't really care about the hows and whys. Like, they just knew that they wanted to have that scene of a freak having sex with a guy who has no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it was essentially just, you know, it'd be fucked up. And then they wrote that. <laughs> Uh, it does it, it kind of feels like the whole movie is built around that scene like yeah just an excuse and to do that it was almost like pun intended the climax of the movie it was because 
I feel like everything else before and after that is just boring. I want to... <laughs> like, per, the middle of, like, 45 minutes of just them wandering around in the castle <laughs> is so boring. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. No, it's it's terrible. It's uh, really bad. Like, in the original, like, John has to, like, take inventory of everything. So he's taking his daughter and going around, you know, he's like, okay, we've got these fancy paintings. We've got these, you know, expensive jewelry. He's like, okay, we got one freak. Okay, we've got this statue, you know. <laughs> but, like, he's, like, having fun of his daughter. And then they kind of hints there's, like, there's suspense there because you know that the freak's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're getting closer to him and they maybe they'll find him. Uh, but this, there's just nothing. There, It's just them wandering around aimlessly. <laughs> and then just fighting it, it it just almost feels like padding yeah but yeah um our professor guy i guess just gets the freak wraps her pussy penis around him <laughs> around his neck yeah. and it shows him the other world yeah and he he's like it's so beautiful it. yeah he's like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen He's like, show me them. Show me everything. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie is just the Rebecca accidentally kills the boyfriend because he was punching the freak. And another thing I don't understand is Rebecca learned that the freak is her sister. Mm-hmm. And but that makes it OK to defend the freak even though she killed all of her friends and is causing all this pain. <laughs> but she's like, no. Uh, I'm Dom Toretto, and this freaks my family. Dude, it reminded me of um, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah. With the that whole thing where she finds out that Leatherface is her cousin, then all of a sudden Go she turns him, to evil. Cuz. Yeah. It was like that yeah. exact same thing. I don't know why the fuck they did that. Uh, so, yeah, so she kills John. They go to the weird altar, and um, the freak lets out her penis pussy again for some reason and a giant uh opening in the sky i guess and there's a big cthulhu like monster (laughs) and then uh, i okay for a final shot of the movie this might have been one of the worst final shots i've ever seen it like is slowly zooming in on rebecca's like crotch area because i guess she's also giving birth (laughs) <laughs> and just this really bad cg like goop just comes out of her yeah and it just ends <laughs> but like you can't like it's not even like a baby it's not like blood it's just like a big blurry puddle comes out yeah it looked really bad i don't know what it like, was oh, supposed to be that's it <laughs> Which, okay, I want to talk, the final shot of the original, I liked it a lot. Like, it packed a punch when she's, like, walking outside and she sees the cop and the kid and she thinks it's, like, John. Oh, yeah. And, and she gets her closure and she gives, like, a little smile and then it just cuts to black. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. And there's, like, nice piano music. Yeah. Yeah. But this, we just got, like, a stillbirth. A really uh, bad CG still. A really bad, and it's just like blurry. <laughs> it's like they ran out of money right then. 
<laughs> but we got to talk about the crown jewel. The the scene that made me scream at the TV. Oh man. Is is the post credit scene <laughs> which is revealed that our professor character is Herbert West from Reanimator. <laughs> For no fucking reason. <laughs> and it does it doesn't make sense. Be yeah. like he just goes in to talk to a guy, and there's a green vial on the table. And all he says is West. Well no And that's it. No, it was actually that was Herbert West sitting at the table with that guy that he was talking to. Oh that's okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But wait. Okay, that's even dumber than what I thought it was. <laughs> so, so he just brought them the Necronomicon and that was it. Yeah, it makes... Yeah, because the guy who's sitting across from them, they don't show his face when he gets up, but... Yeah, but he's in the lab coat. Yeah, he's dressed exactly like Herbert West was in the original Reanimator. So it's like, it's implying that it's him. And yeah, and then... For no reason at all, they have that green vial on the table that I guess is just supposed to cement the fact that that's Herbert West. It's, like, so weird. And I was trying to think why. Like, the only connection is that the director of the original also directed Reanimator, and they're both H.P. Lovecraft stories. Right. But why add that to your movie if it doesn't add anything to it? (laughs) Unless they're going to do a Reanimator remake and... He uses the Necronomicon. Yeah. That's which exactly I don't why want. they're doing it. And this is where I thought, I'm like, oh, are they trying to make like their own universe thing? Like an HP Lovecraft universe? They 100% are. That That's why, that's my theory about why they added all the god shit. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, this is like going to help us out in the future of our cinematic Lovecraft universe we're making on Shudder. Rothmagoth is basically the Thanos of the the HP Lovecraft, the HCU. Oh God, HPCU. That's what it is now. And you know what also annoys me about the after credit scene? This is my problem with after credit scenes in general. But like the end of the movie, it seems like it's an apocalypse is happening. Yeah, like the I world is about to thing. end or something like that. Like yeah, they brought on the apocalypse. Yeah. And then it just cuts to the the professor guy walking in, and everything seems fine, and people are just normally like sitting down talking to each other, and left like nothing happened. It's yeah. like what? It, I don't know. What they should have done is like you know when like there's sequels to movies, and like the first one is like it's like whoa, like the world is destroyed, or like something really bad happened. But then in the beginning, there's just like a news article about it. Like like <laughs> yeah. professor walks in, and on the table, it's just. Uh, giant monster comes out of the sky in Albania. Cops shoot him dead. World saved. <laughs> and that's all we get. That's what the MCU does a lot. A yeah. lot. Like, the end of Eternals. I don't know if you fucking saw that movie, but at Are, the end of that movie... You're asking me if I saw Eternals. <laughs> I, just, I think you know the answer before you ask that question. But go on. Yeah. At the end of that movie, like, the... There are there's like a literal uh, like a giant like god being coming out of the core of the earth and he gets partially out before they kill him. 
And like in every MCU project since then, they have not referenced that. Like literally a giant hand was coming out of the core of the earth. You'd think that would be like cataclysmic to like the yeah. earth's like eco like ecosystem and like the atmosphere and the way and everyone would be talking about it. Yeah, and it's just not mentioned ever ever again. It probably won't be. It'll it'll be like in a newspaper clipping or like in the background of a shot on the news or some shit like that. Everyone's like, hey, you remember when that giant hand came out of the sky? <laughs> and we almost all died. The whole we world almost, almost all ended. died. The whole world had a giant fucking earthquake <laughs> and we all thought we were going to die and we were all calling our families and loved ones and telling them that we love them and care about them. <laughs> the only thing they didn't do that with was the snap. That The snap has been referenced a lot. But anyway, back to the fucking, uh, what's it called? Castle Freak. The Castle yeah. Freak remake. Um overall i think we can agree uh that the remake is stinky <laughs> yeah do not waste your time watching this good god please do not watch this uh, just watch the original i like the original a lot i i highly recommend it yeah it's, uh you can check good. it out on shutter i believe it's also on tubi for free mm-hmm. yeah um if, if you just like spooky castles you like uh freaks I mean, honestly, this has been on my watch list for the longest time simply because of the name. Castle Freak. <laughs> Castle Freak. And I remember the poster is just like the freak's face, and that's it. And I'm like, oh, this looks badass, you know? <laughs> Solid. <laughs> and and this was like, I feel like it helps that this was made in the 90s because this feels like a concept of like an 80s like movie back when like the slasher craze was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, this could have easily, just the premise have just been, uh, like, just a really exploitative, you know, one in a million horror movies that came out and no one watched. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like uh, implementing the H.P. Lovecraft story and I think having a competent director behind it uh, really shows um, just, I guess, just how important care in a project goes, even if it's something called Castle Freak. yeah. Yeah. Even if the premise, he was just told, you gotta have a castle, you gotta have a freak. <laughs> and the fact that he was actually able to make something like really good and unique out of it is really impressive. Yeah, that's that's my takeaway from it too, is like sometimes you just have that, that talent and like this guy, he's like uh, Stuart Gordon is was like a really creative, like really passionate guy and even for a movie like this that seems kind of like simple and maybe like exploitative on the surface is he makes it interesting and uh, through his filmmaking and writing and yeah, he, he was a really skilled filmmaker, which makes me all the more mad that at the end of yeah. the reboot credits, they said in memory of Stuart yeah. Gordon, you know, what's funny when Carolina saw that she's like, they're disgracing his name. <laughs> And she didn't even see the original one. She just watched the remake with me. But she just saw this and was so offended by it. Yeah, uh, it they really were. It's it's like it's a slap in the face. This new movie is. It's. I'm sure they were had well in, well intentions with it when they first started making it. But oh my god, whoever did this new one is no Stuart Gordon. This is it's a bad. So it's a stinky the, one the like in memory of reminds me of at the end of antichrist it says uh dedicated to andre tarkovsky 
Oh, <laughs> and it's so funny because you know Tarkovsky would have fucking hated that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's Why very is that movie simple. dedicated to him? Because Lars von Trier likes Tarkovsky. That's the only reason. So he just is. Oh, that's weird. But thematically, I think it is like the opposite of what Tarkovsky believes yeah of the few tarkovsky movies i've seen it seems like that is not a movie he would want to make or like watching at no, all <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> tarkovsky is actually a very spiritual man yeah and antichrist is a not spiritual movie <laughs> uh, but overall i will say though watching these i didn't have the worst time because no. at least the remake was funny for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was boring through the middle. Like, I was trying to stay awake. But um, it came around in the end with just how fucking dumb it is. So overall, I got a really good movie. And then I got some laughs. So I guess it wasn't yeah. a total lose-lose. Yeah, no. I don't know if it's the laughs are like they're not. They're, I don't think there's enough of them to warrant no. like someone watching it. But like, it's not like a so bad it's good movie. No, yeah. But if you're morbidly curious, yeah, it it's funny to laugh at the the fact that they tried to make a a Shutter cinematic Lovecraft universe. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's more funny if you've actually seen the original. Yeah, and be like, whoa. <laughs> these are two very different takes <laughs> yeah but that's castle freak we have our castles we have our freaks love them or hate them uh we got the freak we got them so uh, freaks in the bag yeah. freaks <laughs> freaks in the bag we'll we'll give this one uh eight freaks out of ten you know, eight, eight freaks out of ten, and a little, a little, a little cup of soda to go on the side. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe a pussy with a uh, a big, big, veiny, long red tentacle coming out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's what we give the remake. Oh. Just one 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 elder god pussy out of ten. The one elder god snake <laughs> pussy. Oh, that was disgusting. I full oh. of John's cum. <laughs> Ew. Oh god. Okay, on that note, we're ending it. So. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.